Welcome back to another episode of Witch Bitch Show Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I'm your host, Kristen. You can call me witch or you can call me bitch. It really doesn't matter. Just put some respect on that shit. Now, I do have a slight disclaimer, and this will help you decide whether you stay or whether you go. If you are easily offended or faint of heart, bitch, I'm not meant for you. I'm not your reader, your guide, your interpreter, your numerologist, your astrologer, your mentor, your medium, baby. I cannot help you with where you are at on your journey today. That doesn't mean it cannot change and it will not change. I'm okay with that. You have to be. Let me tell you. What's up? I know you guys had an amazing week last week. Thank you guys for all of the feedback of last week's episode. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Sometimes the message just needs to be short and sweet and clean and keep it moving. We don't need a whole 45 minute podcast. I know some of you guys missed the long podcast. You didn't know what was going on in the sky. That's okay. Join the discord server. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. The link is in my bio or head over to my website um, where I do put all of um, the transits and aspects every day except for sunday because like a bitch like you know except for sunday um so make sure you join the server uh my week last week was amazing my week last week was amazing and i'm saying it was it's a it was amazing because it was challenging and um it was challenging but i was able to get through the challenges i even fell off of uh my routine and um I kept my disciplines but I fell off my routine and I think it was great with all of the astrological events that were taking place with all of the energy shifts it helped me recalibrate it helped me get back on track and realigned me with why I'm doing what I'm doing in the first place okay last night Oh my gosh, I had an amazing game night with my family. Um, We have pizza and cake and um, it was amazing. It was amazing. Y'all know I fuck with Clue. That's one of my favorite games. And um, this group of my family had never played Clue. So like I explained to them, we read the rules and they are like i freaking love this game and we need to play it again immediately and i'm like ah yes uh you know i'm a true crime girly um a1 day one murderino so (laughs) if you know you know a1 day one murderino um so we had an amazing game night um did i lose at monopoly for the first time in a while yes um, both versions of Monopoly, actually Mario Monopoly and regular Monopoly. Um, if you know, you know, I I don't typically lose at Monopoly, but that's nor here nor there. (laughs) It was amazing time. It was amazing. Amazing. I had so much fun. Um, 
This week is going to be very interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, we will get obviously into some astro events that are going on this week. See what's going on with the celestials. Um, we'll get into our crystal of the week, which is going to be malicite. Uh, we're going to do, we're going to talk about witches, um, different kinds of witches. These are just, I, I we only have but so much time, so don't get in your feels if I don't go over all of them. Um, and again, we're just going to do a little bit of scratching on the surface. You know, go look it up, do your own research, go figure, go figure some more shit out. I'm just giving you what I found and what I decided to share or what I am able to share with you guys in these moments that we are here together. Our card for the week is the seven of coins, discs, pentacles, however you want to call. Um, in this deck, it is considered the seven of discs. So I will be using the urban tarot deck this week. So buckle up, sit down and let's get going. So when we talk about what is going on in the sky, what astrological events are in the sky this week, um, it, it's going to be a little bit doozy. We could be struggling with some of our egos. And one thing that I texted all of my mentees this morning was don't allow molehills to grow into mountains. Okay. Try to stay on top of your responsibilities, your disciplines. Um, that That's the overall astrological theme this week. Uh, Monday, there's going to be... Uh, today, you could be very... Um, how you say, like daydreaming or daydreamy, I guess. And that's going to, um, it's going to kind of deter you from the day-to-day -day stresses or help you kind of cope with the day-to-day -day stresses, especially since all of us are still aligning with Mercury going retrograde. Remember, Mercury is not in retrograde. Mercury is retrograde. Okay. So, that's, I don't know, that's just one of my pet peeves when we talk about Mercury retrograde. Um, so, uh, don't, I mean, I'm not going to say don't, but just know that, or red flag, or maybe even prompt you to do some shadow working, shadow thoughts impromptly. I don't think that's the right word. Um, it's gonna, it's there to help you cope with stress. So maybe, uh, there's a stressor there that you didn't even realize was there. Um, However, if you're going to insist on putting things off or even denying their existence um, toward the beginning of this week, at the, at the end of this week, you're, you're going to have to pay up, okay? Um, you're going to fall behind in your tasks. You're going to uh, have setbacks. You're going to have unhappy bosses, unhappy colleagues, unhappy partners, unhappy friendships, however, relationships, whatever that looks like to you. And, um, it could temporarily bruise your ego. You're going to feel some type of way about it, but I want you to remember that you were the one that was denying and putting it off at the beginning of the week because you would have rather not coped with the stresses or sorted out the stresses. Um, so, 
uh, on Tuesday, make sure that you kind of restart, you get that jump on Tuesday, uh, because Tuesday is actually an incredibly, incredibly productive day. So use that energy, plow through your work, maybe get your work done, like as much work as you can get done extra work. You know how sometimes when y'all be like, shit, I did all my work for today and I'm gonna fuck around. Don't do that. Use the energy of Tuesday to your advantage to plow through stuff for the for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever, um, leading up to the weekend. So uh, again, don't push off your responsibilities, especially when you know that you have deadlines approaching. Okay, um, energies will definitely lighten up toward the weekend um mm, i'd probably say like friday i'm not gonna say thursday i'm gonna say friday because thursday is gonna be a doozy and we'll get into thursday um for a little bit in a little bit um it's going to be like a thank god it's friday week i swear to you <laughs> um but this weekend that you went this weekend because during the week you went through those challenges and um you were self-soothing some would even say um saturday get out of your comfort zone try something new be adventurous um you don't need to do all of the researching and the planning in advance let it be spontaneous i'm guilty at this too my friend's like, I want to go to this restaurant and then maybe we can do this after. I will research everything about the restaurant, about the event. I'll go look at the menu. This is what I want to order. I'll go look at the different adventures that we have planned. See what this is. Uh, it's like we were talking about that yesterday. Like we kind of went around this circle during family game night and we we're like, what's your toxic trait? And it's my um, my kid's sister um, she's, she's good at asking questions. She literally was like, what's everybody's toxic trait? I think that's one of my toxic traits. Like I have to research everything, um, to prepare myself. Uh, don't do that this weekend. Be spontaneous. Just let it flow. And you would, you'll really be surprised with what you are given, um, by the universe from the universe. Um, Sunday is another great day to socialize, have some great moments with old friends maybe you hadn't seen in a while. Um, Sunday is a great day for that, okay? Um, I want to get into Thursday, okay? And uh, it's one of the top astrological events this week. So on Thursday, we have a lunar T-square between the moon in Leo, um, which opposes Pluto in Aquarius, right? So we also see it squaring the sun in Taurus. So that's how we have, that's what we, blah, blah, blah. that's where we see that lunar T squared. Okay. So yes, sometimes it's easier to obey than to go your own way. Um, so tough decisions will be made uh, will have to be made, um, that may require selling out, but the choice is you 
the choice is up to you and only you. And um, we, we can't allow others to make that decision for us or give us advice. So um, to go deeper into this transit, just so you guys can better understand. Um, the sun in Leo opposing Pluto in Aquarius can bring intense struggles and challenges to our personal sense of authority and identity. Uh, we may feel a push and pull between our desires to expose ourselves creatively. Excuse me, not expose. My God, express ourselves creatively and confidently. And that's where that Leo energy comes in. And the need to dismantle old power structures and embrace change again, when we're talking about the transformation, it is that Pluto in Aquarius. Um, so we could see themes of control, manipulation, transformation in all of our relationships and our interactions with others. So then when we see the moon squaring the sun in Taurus, this can bring tension between your emotional needs and our material desires. We have to be very careful when it comes to our material desires because we know Mercury is retrograde in Taurus, okay? The Taurus energy we know is about the structure, the stability, um, even pleasures in the physical world, our material. And then the moon in Leo is what is going to give us that crave for attention and recognition and or even drama. Okay, this, this can lead to a conflict between what we want on an emotional level and what we need to provide for ourselves to maintain our stability. Mercury has a lot of influence on this, on this, on this transit. Okay. Um, again, it's going to bring up intense and conflicting energies. Um, but, 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 remember what we say, everything after, but it also provides opportunity for growth and transformation. If you are willing to face your fears and work through those struggles and work through those conflicts that arise, uh, remember how I was saying a few weeks ago when we were talking about Mercury going retrograde in Taurus right? Um, we're going to see this struggle. It's going to be a challenge, but it's up to us to see it. Well, to operate or work with the energy for the best or for the not best. <laughs> I like how you laugh. Uh, <laughs> um, and this is one thing that I was talking about in this server. Uh, Mercury retrograde gets such a bad name. It's bad if you make it bad. Right. I think this is definitely a great time for us to do that reflecting when Mercury is retrograde. For us to work through those shadows. For us to work through um, the challenges when it comes to communication. Or even just amplify how we're communicating. Especially when we're talking about in Taurus. When we're, again, talking about the structure, the stability, our routines, our disciplines. Um, so, again, Mercury retrograde. If you feel like it's bad, then it's bad. Okay? 
Okay. Um, very important time for us to reflect on our values, our priorities, and our goals, and be open to new perspectives and ways of thinking. Um, also, be kind to yourself during this week. Like I said, this week is going to be a challenge, um, especially going into May. I will, don't worry, I'm gonna have a May pamphlet up by the end of today, which is Monday the 24th. Um, and, um, I'll have the May pamphlet up today so you can dig into that. Also, for all my digital planning girlies, um, we are going to be releasing um, our May spiritual expansion planner probably on Wednesday the 26th. Who is we, you say? We is myself, which bitch Tarot, uh, and Ceterian Soul. Uh, Ceterian Soul, excuse me. We have been working and digging into these, uh, into our digital spiritual expansion planner, and it will be launching on the 26th. Okay, um, if you're listening to this after the 26th, I will add the plug where you guys can get that planner. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that for now. Um, so overall for this week, astrologically speaking, um, when you have the energy pushed through, um, if you slack off, you are going to feel it. It's going to come back and bite yourself. It will bite you in the ass. And you're going to have that why me. And it's, again, we're going to, we could potentially see that bruised ego. So get your shit done. But also uh, be open and be honest with yourself, especially when we're talking about different ways of communicating during conflicts. When we talk about our goals, our priorities, our values. Okay. Mm. The crystal of the week is going to be malachite, malachite, however you want to say it. It is time to transform. Uh, the chakras that it represents are our heart chakra and our solar plexus. Some of its properties are trauma, emotional healing, travel, creativity, transformation, confidence, cleansing, prosperity, self-healing, um, transmutation of negative energy and self-discipline. It is of the planets Venus, Zodiac, signs Scorpio, Capricorn, element fire. When we see it, uh, the colors are green, olive green, Venetian green, light green. It is on the softer side. It is between on the hardness scale a four and a five. So it is on the softer side. So when we talk about the science and the origin of malachite, um, it is a copper carbonate mineral that forms unusual swirly patterns. Those are those patterns that we see that are through um, malachite that I love is one reason why I love it. It also gives it that little furry, furry look, right? Um, it is extremely rare to see in a crystallized form, but when it 
is in a crystallized form. Um, malachite has long needle-like um, stalus. Sta <laughs> this mineral was first reported in 1747 and was named by J.G. Walrus after the Greek word malchi or malo after its green color. Malachite or malachite commonly occurs with azurite and chrysocolla growing within or on top. Um, this rare stone, um, the rare elite, elite, okay, stone is a combination of malachite, chrysocolla, and turquoise. Look up this damn crystal. I looked it up and I was like, holy freaking shit balls. Gorgina. It's E-I-L-A-T. That is how you spell it. Look it up. Thank me later. Um, Malachite was believed to be used in ancient Egypt, in ancient Egypt as early as 3000 BC for jewelry and ornaments. In the Middle Ages... Um, malachite was used for protection of the evil eye and as medicine for stomach ailments. Okay. Um, malice. And then when we talk about the meanings and energy, um, it, it's one of the most important minerals for protecting against negative energies. Uh, it's fills our auric field with positivity while simultaneously pushing all negativity outwards. Um, it, it's known as, uh, the cloak of invisibility. Okay. So it will remove you from certain confrontations, um, and make you less susceptible to the negative energy. The reason why I chose this one this week is because there's just, there's a lot of shit going on and we need those physical, emotional blocks. Um, I mean, excuse me, we need this to help us confront those physical and emotional blocks blocks that are happening in our current life it's also great for self-confidence and self-responsibility uh this powerful mineral uh assist in making progress when we're talking about our spiritual journey and for me honestly i i know that i'm like reading this but it is definitely a must have crystal i think um I will also say this, um, there's a lot of fake malicite out there. So just be careful. Um, some great crystal pairings when we're talking about malicite and, um, our growth, our transformation, um, our clearing, our cleansing, our confidence, um, it harmonizes well with any other copper-based minerals such as azurite, turquoise, chrysocolla, um, shakatukite, azurite, and many more. Um, for additional protection, use tiger eyes or jet. Um, morganite is commonly used with malachite when working for emotional balance and harmonizing the heart. Um, don't forget because malachite also absorbs that negative energy. Uh, so you have inner strength, uh, resolve conviction that can help transform your life for the better. 
uh, you are capable of so much more than you know, especially when we're using this stone malachite. I have, um, I have, um, an affirmation for us. Um, I am committed to my transformation today. I take one action, no matter how small that is in service of my goals and aspirations. So I have a question for you in reference to this crystal, and maybe you could use this for a journal prompt or a shadow work prompt. If you are working with this crystal for this week, um, are you who you want to be? What are your intentions for yourself? What areas of your life are ripe for transformation? <laughs> oh, so we'll be diving in to various witches today or the variety of witches and witchcraft and different practices um <laughs> again this is again again these are just things that i have found that i decided to share there are many others there are many other understandings these you're listening to my podcast <laughs> okay um you're listening to my podcast. Um, so, oh, excuse me. So keep that in mind. Um, we're, we're just giving some information, okay? So uh, we know that the practice of witchcraft dates back since millennial, since, I mean, some even say, geez, anyway, um, for thousands of years, right? Um, it, it's rooted in ancient cultures and traditions, Um around the world it's not just around the world um from wise women and shaming and shamans excuse me um to healers right um witches have been an important part of many societies throughout history whether they believed they were a witch or not anyway even though uh, a lot of us have the image of witches associated with the Salem witch trials or Halloween and they're green with warts and, you know, snaggle tooth, long nose. Um, and this took place this started to take place obviously when they wanted to change the narrative of the strong powerful woman right what's a better way to market something that is good for us than to market it as bad okay um it is said that witchcraft um in fact in fact, is it that witchcraft? Um, let me not. Anyway, um, so 
many witches in history have been revered and respected um, by members of their community when it comes to providing spiritual guidance, healing, and divination to those who sought out their wisdom, who sought out their healing, um, who knew and understand the importance of their practice. Again, again, it wasn't until in the United States um, in the late 1600s, again, around the Salem witch trials, that witchcraft was deemed as um, a terrible bad practice. Not for anything, some of the basic spells that y'all hosts still be doing to this day is singing happy birthday, right? Sticks and stones may break my bones, right? Anyway. <laughs> Um, before, I don't think there was like different names that were like, oh, that bitch fucks with the moon. That bitch fucks with, you know, the trees. Like she's the medicine woman. Right. So it didn't have different names. Um, but there are countless, countless different types of witches and practices out there. And only, um, you know, in the last few, um, they've been given specific names, um, each of their practice or each practice ritual you, is unique. Um, belief is unique. Tradition is unique. Um, some witches draw inspiration from the natural world and we'll see them practice or practicing, excuse me, green witchcraft or herbalism. Um, and that's harnessing power of harnessing the power of the plants and the nature where others focus on divination and their psychic ability and their connection to the divine, um, such as scrying, tarot reading, or any type of mancy, you know. Um, and then there's still others that practice traditional witchcraft drawing from ancient traditions and folk magics around the world. Ultimately, and, and this is one thing that like, it even just made my head age. Like ultimately, um, it, it's about your connection. It's about your individual connection. No two witches are exact, exactly alike. No two practitioners are exactly alike. Um, again, I won't be able to cover all the types of witches or practices in this episode. I don't want to have y'all here all day. Um, but I, I just, I wanted to give y'all some tea and then we'll start going over them. If you, if you'll have me, um, no specific order. These are just ones that came to the top of my head. Okay. So, uh, first we have our green witches, um, Green witches are nature oriented. Um, they work with herbs and plants and the elements and they have a deeper or often, excuse me, have a deeper respect for earth and its creatures. And, um, again, that doesn't mean that they don't practice any other form. Um, but we mainly see them practicing when it comes to healing, um, or their spell work often includes more natural materials and more natural energies, okay? We then have kitchen witches. Um, a kitchen witch uh, 
They use their cooking and baking skills to create magical foods and potions. Um, they could also use herbs and spices and other ingredients to cast spells or perform divination to enhance their intuition. Um, I'll keep going. I wasn't breaking up. I was contemplating. Anyway, we have hedge witches. Um, head witches are often we see are often more solitary in their practice. Um, and they work with the liminal space. Uh, and again, that's the space between the physical and the spiritual. Um, they may use meditation or trance work or other techniques to communicate with spirits, ancestors, or other energy enter entities. And, um, we'll, we'll see them often, practice divination healing and protection magic we have ceremonial witches ceremonial witches are witches who practice ceremonial magic which um often involves elaborate rituals invocations uh symbols things of that nature um we could see them work with deities, angels, and other spiritual entity entities. Um, and, and we'll see them often use alchemy and astrology. Okay. To enhance their magic. Uh, a lot of movies that we see, right. That go crazy and are like, Oh my God, they're witches are a lot of ceremonial witches. Um, yeah. Um, a solitary witch, again, we talked about a hedge witch is typically a solitary witch. A solitary witch is somebody who just practices alone rather than, um, in groups or covens. Um, and they could practice any type of, they can practice anything above. Um, we have witch healers, Witch healers are witches who specialize in healing magic. Again, using their knowledge of herbs, energies, energy work, excuse me, spiritual practices. Um, and they help others. So they, again, they're healers. Um, we have the divinatory witches, divination, witches are witches who specialize in divination using tools such as tarot cards, runes, pendulums, scries as mirrors to gain insight on the past, present, and future. Uh, we have, uh, chaos witches, uh, chaos witches are witches who embrace chaos and change and use it as a source of power and creativity. Um, they'll use a lot of symbols, sigils, and other techniques to manifest their desires and goals. Uh, sea witches. Okay. Um, they are witches that work with the energy of the ocean and its creatures. Uh, they practice divination, spell casting in the form of magic using seashells, seaweed, and other ocean related, um, items. We also could see sea witches are often a little more emotional because they are fluid like water. Um, and I don't even want to use, um, the word emotional. I, 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 I redact that anyway. Um, we have a lunar witch. 
a lot of y'all bitches out there, y'all astral bitches. We have a lunar witch, right? Um, a lunar witch is a witch who practices with the phases of the moon um, or other celestial beings, okay? Um, they use moon magic or lunar magic um, for healing, divination, and also time to perform rituals. So... <laughs> y'all full moon new moon okay okay and honestly lunar witches I, I know i'm just saying um i think lunar witches like if you are really heavy in your practice like it's like clockwork it's like it's like clockwork i'm gonna leave it at that so i can keep going um an elemental witch are witches who practice um with the four classic elements earth, air, fire, water. Um, they use element magic for protection, manifestation, divination, and they could also use it and, um, incorporate corresponding colors, herbs, crystals into their practice. Okay. Um, they're more uh, about the elements. So, you know, uh, for example, I, I think this is always one that's everybody's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Um, if somebody is more, into a fire or you know they're an elemental witch that mainly practices fire we could see them doing a lot of fire magic wearing a lot of red or black using a lot of candles okay um we have blood witches witches um blood witches are witches who use their own blood or other blood to do magical practices they use blood for protection they're to strengthen their spells um and they may have their own unique practice uh, when it comes to harnessing the energy, okay? Um, necromancer, ne necromancers are witches who work with spirits of the dead, okay? They communicate with ghost ancestors, entities, and um, use their knowledge to gain insight, or guidance, okay? We then have urban witches. Urban witches are those who live in urban areas and may incorporate elements of their city in their practice. Um, so they may use graffiti, street art, forms of urban expression in their magic. And um, they may be using their knowledge of the city's energy to enhance their spells and rituals. So it is said that when certain people perform, I'm just going to, I ain't trying to get, nobody's going to get me. Nobody's going to get me. It is said that when certain um, artists or celebrities perform in certain cities or in just cities general, they notice that there are different graffiti marks or different billboards with signs and symbols that are always placed um in the cities that they're performed in, then they just disappear and i'm gonna leave it at that then we have astral witches um so astral witches are witches who perform 
form with the astral plane and the energies associated with it. So we could see a lot of um, lucid dreamers, astral projectors, um, other techniques that help in other techniques that help them um, explore different realms to uh, perform spells or manifest their desires. Um, and then the last two, we have hereditary witches, hereditary witches are witches who come from a long line of practitioners in their family. Um, they have inherited certain gifts, skills, or knowledge um, from generations before them and may have a, and they have a deeper connection with their lineage and they have a deeper connection when it comes to their practice. Okay. It's like sometimes, um, you know, you'll be like, oh, I've always just done it like that. And they'll be like, well, why? Because that's how my mom taught me. My grandma taught me. My great grandma taught me. Whatever the case may be. Okay. Um, and then we have the eclectic witch. The eclectic witch is drawn to multiple traditions and practices. Okay. Um, it, and they create their own blend of magic. They incorporate all of the forms of or types, I guess you could say, of craft that I said above and, um, they create their own path. I feel more and more day by day that, um, we're starting, we, we see more eclectic witches than not. Um, yeah, we see more eclectic witches than not. So, Yes, I said all of that. All, yes, I said all of that. Um, again, those are just surface level. Uh, you can go look it, look it up, look it up, look it up. Um, I'm some random bitch that you found on the internet or on a podcast platform. So I could be lying to you. Um, make sure you do your own research. I just work here. Okay. Um, what type of witch are you? Our card of the week is coming from the Urban Tarot deck. I love this deck. Um, it, the person that created this deck, it, it took them a while. Like each one, they have um, at the bottom of each card, they say when it was created. And um, they said the deck began in 2003 and it did not get published until... Um, to, well, they started to, or they began to publish it, or started to um, acquire money to have it published in 2012. Um, so uh, it was like 10 years in the making, nine years in the making. And um, I, I love, I love, I love, I love, I love this deck so much. Um, artwork on team, pussy popping. Yeah. So the card, <laughs> the card of the week is the seven of discs or earth or pentacles however you want to say it in this in this deck the seven of disc is failure and to honor this deck's creator we're going to read it straight from the guidebook okay ah, failure is always an option there is far too much fear of failure in the world but the reality is that failure is a natural part of any progress of any life. 
To begin any venture with the belief that failure is simply impossible is to set yourself up for much greater disaster. I have failed many and many and many more times than I could count in love, in art, in school. Looking back over my life, it is often the failures that have brought me the most important lessons. So the message of this card is, know that you may fail. You may fail over and over again. It all may come tumbling down around you. Absolutely nothing may go as you planned. But failure is not the end. You get up, you recover, you learn, you move on, and you try again. Our business, Discs Incorporated, have fallen on some hard times. We've invested unwisely, and we have taken massive losses. The vendors we trusted did not pull through, and the cost has been staggering. Sacrifices may need to be made if the business is going to stay afloat. And it's far from certain that we can ever recover. The scene I depicted is the massive blackout in 2003, which knocked out the power in NYC along with most of the eastern seaboard into Canada. I have a particularly strong memory of heading out on the streets on the day of the power out, walking along Columbus Avenue lit only by emergency road flares. It is an amazing thing to watch a city find a way to overcome disaster and find ways to rebuild. We have faced more than our share of disaster, great and small. And after each one, I've been reminded how resilient the city is, how impressed I am with the people who live and work here to keep it afloat. I like it. Uh, when I talk about the seven of pentacles as well, I, I, I talk about the anxiety that it ensues based off of this idea of failure, because we don't know if our seeds are growing. We don't know if, uh, it's going to yield fruit and it can cause anxiety. It can cause us to believe that we are failing. Okay. If you don't fail, are you really growing? Like if you don't fail, are you really learning? If you don't fail, are you really are you really ascending? We have to be uncomfortable to realign with our comfortability, right? But then it also comes with faith, with the knowing, the unknown. Mm, those were bars. Y'all heard me spitting them bars? <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. You know, I couldn't do this without you and I wouldn't want to. Make sure you head over to witchbitchtorow.com so you can see everything that I have to offer. This podcast is not it. Um, you can book a session there. You can um, join the server there. You can um, become the best version of yourself there. It's all up to you. Um, as you know, as you know, hoes will be hoes. Bitches will be bitches. But you never really know when it comes to witches. 
which bitch is which and no mm -mm. i do not sell owls so stop fucking asking